0: hello hello you are listening to why the world needs you podcast hosted by me benjamin fritz this podcast has been created to empower you to become the person you've always wanted to be the journey is difficult and the challenges are many but the rewards of being true to yourself are immeasurable the objective of this show is to give you a safe supportive space to learn gain inspiration and witness the true power and freedom that comes with becoming the person that you are meant to be Why the world needs you is a community of purpose-driven individuals who are passionate, gifted, and have a zest for life. They deeply desire to share their unique voice and gifts in order to make the world a better place for themselves and future generations. They are pulled to a different way of living and a higher purpose, while remaining grounded in their desire to engage and contribute in practical ways. My goal is for you to walk away from each episode with confidence and conviction, sharing your authentic self with the world, as well as a deepening understanding of your potential to impact the world in a way that makes sense to you. I'm honored to have this privilege. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your day and your journey. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Why the World Needs You podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Fritz, and today I have Jasmine Piusch here with me. Jasmine is a holistic mindset coach, helping overthinkers heal their anxiety so they can finally show up confident as fuck and live life fully. Jasmine, welcome to the pod. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh,
1: I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, let's just kind of start right at the top here. Tell us a little bit more about your story and kind of what you went through, just kind of go through it in any way you feel is... uh, is genuine and we'll we'll go from there
1: From there yeah and it's interesting because I was thinking about my story about this the other day and like really thinking about the story I've been telling myself and the one I've been remembering Mm. and for myself personally I really struggled with anxiety it came in place 2017 is kind of when I had my breaking point Mm -hmm. after a breakup uh, and then it was just a really, really bad breakup. And at that point, it was me sort of discovering myself and like, who was I outside this relationship? Because we had been together since I was 14. So being a 14-year-old girl, you know, being with someone all the way up until I was about almost 20, you know, it really becomes so codependent on that person. And your identity morphs into this other person's identity. And it was like, we broke up and I left that. And I was like, oh, my God, like, who am I? Like, what do I have to offer this world? Like, I no longer had someone validate to me all the time that I was beautiful. Like, I no longer, like, had a man in my life who, you know, was just there and present and giving me all my needs. Like, I invested everything in him to supply me with the needs that I could have met on my own. And then after that, it was like, oh, man just this downhill. I ended up, you know, going into to drugs, like smoking weed every night because I didn't want to feel any of the pain. I ended up like partying on weekends. Um, I completely neglected my self-care, self-love routines, like none of that existed. And then I just started seeking, you know, outside myself, having sex with strangers to validate myself. It became a point where I neglected myself so badly that that's when like the anxiety really kicked in And then the depression kicked in. And then I started to experience really, really bad health issues. I lost half my hair. I ended up losing about 40 pounds. Uh, I lost my period. I broke out in cystic acne. I had insomnia. And it was literally like I just felt like I was on 24-7. Like Mm -hmm. I was vibrating in the inside. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, And then that continued on until 2019, June 2019, when finally I had to take a step back from everything and go on stress leave because so I was like I wasn't sleeping every time I was at like I couldn't I couldn't eat because like my digestive issues were so bad like my I still struggle with digestive issues pretty bad but like my intestines felt like they were burning I'd have acid reflux 24/ 7 like I just looked ill you know I just looked ill and I was so tired I could sleep 10 12 hours but I would literally be exhausted the next day and then for the longest time though too I was in denial I was like no I don't have anxiety or depression I'm too smart for this and <laughs> And I struggled with that for a long time, too, because I was like, I don't need support. I don't need help. And I hid it from my friends and family for uh, about two years until I finally opened up and was like, hey, this is actually what's going on. And then I actually started to reach out for help. But like, yeah, the world felt so gloomy. Like, I didn't want to be around people. I was like, everyone else is so miserable. I was like, I don't want to be around this misery and this stress. And yeah, then my breaking point was June of last year when I actually had to take... Sorry, that's my dog. <laughs> so no, it's all
0: right. I understand that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it came to like a literal breaking point where I was like, I had to take a step back from the world. And then I've been on stress leave. June 2019, I went on stress leave. But even like the first like three months of being on stress leave, I couldn't calm myself down. Like I carried so much guilt and shame for the fact that I was at home. I was like, I didn't know how to take care of myself. I was stuck at home feeling all this guilt and shame because my mom and brother were at work. I'm at home claiming unemployment insurance, but I'm also struggling really hard with anxiety and depression. And it was like, it was so intense to try to navigate my way through and learn how to take care of myself again. And then it was like all the 22 years worth of shit that I never felt came up and I had to start Mm. to it and work through it. That's when I started to really understand like spirituality and like inner work and like healing and holistic healing. And I went and sought different healing experts and got some spiritual healing done and did Reiki and acupuncture and, and all, the, all the things. And till finally, finally, I actually started to go inwards because I was like my whole entire life. It was just everything was externally being validated and seeking things outside myself to heal myself. But it wasn't until I sat down with myself and I was like, where the heck is this anxiety coming from? It stemmed from being bullied as a kid, you know, like I was bullied all the way up from kindergarten until grade 10 for being like the fat kid. So never, you know, being bullied for who I was, you know, who I was was never enough. And it was like, when you really take a step back and look at who you are internally, then you realize all these stories that you're running behind the scenes. And it's like, I was carrying that for so many years. Well, no wonder, like. I'm seeking validation outside myself and I don't feel confident in who I am. It's because I don't know who I am for one thing. And I also don't believe that I'm enough. So that for me was a huge eye opener, but also too, growing up in a household where there was a lot of yelling, like a single mom, you know, like I know now as an adult, like my mom did the best she could with what she knew, but like growing up in a household as a child and like my mom yelling all the time, I didn't have a dad that was present in my life. So it's like, I felt very unloved as a child. And that also, all the yelling and being like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. My throat chakra, every time I go get Reiki done, it's like your throat chakra is closed. So my inability to speak my own truth. And it was like all these things that came up when I started to actually look inwards. And then that's when the anxiety started to go away. I started to have vulnerable conversations. You know, I started to do things that lit me up. And I started to actually, well, the biggest one is take radical responsibility for my own well-being then that changed things when it's like, okay, I'm in control of my own thoughts. I'm in control of my own emotions and I'm in control of my own actions. What can I do about it? What can I do to change? And, and that's something now that I just work at every single day. And I'd say probably wasn't until January of this year when things actually lifted for me, mm. like I actually got to a space where I was like, wow, I can actually, cause I did a 10 day meditation retreat at the beginning of this year. I was like, awesome. I'm starting off my new year in a powerful way, because I'm still a little stuck. And to just actually completely sit there and like watch your thoughts for 10 days. It was like, I I could write a whole psychology book of everything that I experienced during those 10 days. But I understand now, I'm like, your thoughts literally come and go like clouds. And it's really up to me to which ones I'm going to give power to which ones I'm going to believe, because all thoughts are real. But the ones that we give truth to are the power that we have. And so then fast forward to today, I'm like, here I am. I'm like being really mindful as I can, being on top of my self-care routine. I mean, not going to lie, people, I still suck at going to bed on time. <laughs> I just, I'm just, i like, something about nighttime is just so peaceful. Like, I just love it so much. Mm-hmm. My body wants to be in bed at 30, 10. I'm like, let's push for 12-1. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, man, just like what an inner journey. It's like a combination I've learned is like mindset work self-love practices and self-care routines that literally changed everything and I look back now having complete gratitude for my journey because I was like thank you for showing me thank you for showing me what I don't want to live in and thank you for showing me the parts of myself I needed to heal when you come to that space it's so beautiful because you're like I get to transcend my pain into my greatest strength and now that I'm on the flip side of things I get to help other people walk that path and like that for me like who would have thought that this, this is what would have come out of it like all my anxiety and depression would have led me to an online career where I get to help other people do the same I just it blows my mind it blows my mind but
0: yeah,
1: yeah I, that's um that's like the gist of my story
0: <laughs> well thank you for sharing you know there's so much in there, so many details so much struggle to break through type of thing and What's really cool about breaking this stuff down is that everybody has their own journey, their own path. But one of the things that I'm excited to do with this podcast is show that even though we all experience something very, very different, very unique, it's all so very similar. We go through this process of breakdown to breakthrough and everything in that is kind of the magic. It doesn't feel like it at the time, right? Like it feels so shitty in the moment and it feels so, yeah, just like so frustrating. Like you said, literally anxiety provoking and depressing. And you have all these physical manifestations of it. But the one thing before we continue too much, I want to note what you said about it being ongoing. Like, so you kind of gave the timeline of. And back to a couple of years ago when all this first started and then the process from there a year ago, you had to take stress leave or, you know, almost a year ago. And then even earlier this year mm-hmm. doing the meditation retreat. And I think that's a really important piece for people to know and understand is you can have these big breakthroughs. You can have these moments of clarity, a spiritual awakening, whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, the work is ongoing. You're constantly in a place of growth and trying to improve and get better. I just like to highlight that because I know for a lot of people it can feel like, when am I going to reach this point or when am I going to feel better or when am I going to do this? But if you can kind of release that expectation and have some, I like to use the word space and grace. And if you can give those things to yourself, it becomes a whole lot easier because you're not putting judgment or expectation or guilt or shame around your own journey. Would mm-hmm. you agree with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Cause it's like when we create expectations and expectation is an attachment. And then when things don't work out that way, then that's when defeat can come in. And yeah, prophesizing too. like it, man, like my journey started in 2017 is when I got my wake up call mm-hmm. and then I You know, and then I had another, and then I had a spiritual awakening, probably an actual spiritual awakening about six months after that. But it's like, even though at that moment, moment, like I, it's been ongoing, like I didn't fix everything as soon as I realized everything that I realized that like, it took a long time for me to be consistent. I wasn't consistent in my journey. There was so many times where I would go weeks or months without actually, you know, being on top of the things I knew I had to be on top of. So it's like understanding to that consistency is huge in this journey, but it is ongoing. It's like the moment you wake up to yourself and you become whatever you guys want to call it, like whether you're into woo stuff or not, you're awakened is the best way to describe it. You become conscious. You become aware of your own thinking patterns of your own beliefs of your own feelings. And as soon as you come to that state, that's day one, you guys, it doesn't matter what your age is, but that's day one. And that's when your journey begins. And then the rest of your life is about healing. So it's like, don't rush it. There's no point in rushing it because now you're on this journey for the rest of your life. So it's just taking day by day and aiming to be 1% better than you were yesterday and actually giving yourself the space and grace to feel through and to understand what's going on. Because when you don't give yourself that space to actually do it, you become so agitated and anxious around not having figured out what you feel you should have figured out. And it's also understanding too, like everyone's on their own timeline, man. You know, we have this whole entire definition of age and whatnot what you should have done by a certain age but it's like your journey specific to your journey honor it honor your own roadmap don't be trying to follow someone else's because that's going to keep you in a space of always comparing and always wishing you were somewhere else other than your own journey but you need to figure out your own things you need to figure out your own wounds you need to figure out your own stories you need to figure out your own lessons and they differ from person to person
0: I love the the day one thing that's so crucial to really understand that. And I, I'm totally with you on the age thing too. Like I, I don't know. I have an issue with the emphasis we place on age in our culture world or whatever, you know, wherever that's really coming from. But that's really kind of the beginning of being alive. And that's such an interesting, important thing to note. So I'm curious for you, you kind of gave us like the high level outline. Do you remember what that day one was for you? Do you remember around the time when you really was like that moment where you're like, oh shit, this is what's happening. Here we go.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, that was the most intense. So I'll give a little bit of backstory too. I ended up being raw vegan for eight months, where literally all I ate was fruits and vegetables. And I was like super woo woo, like, like, too far down. That's when it came for me. I remember back in May 2018, I decided to go on an eight day melon fast where all I ate was melons, whether that being watermelon or cantaloupe. And I remember literally sitting here on the couch. Being all of a sudden, it was like I understood who God was, universe, source, whatever that is for you. And I remember sitting there on the couch being like, Oh my God, time is made up. Like, time isn't real. Like, who's to say that? (laughs) Like, it's Wednesday, 12 a.m. Like, 12 a.m. right now. I was like, Oh my God, are people really like looking at their thoughts? Like, Oh my God, like I'm having all these epiphanies. And it was like, Oh my God, like everything seems so much clearer. Like, Oh my God, this person's so miserable. And then it was just like, all this stuff like came up and then I realized like oh my god like I was like is anyone else sitting here right now realizing we're on a floating rock in the middle of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting here on the couch and I'm like am I going crazy? I remember that. I was like am I going crazy and then <laughs> and then that's when things that's when like everything like I was dabbling a little bit before into like I was into crystals and I was into like angel cards and stuff beforehand And then I remember that day on that couch and then I started to, then I started to like do all the research and get into all those black holes and then understand now I'm at a space where I'm good. I'm like, I know what my spirituality is. I know what it means to me. And then I dabbled in manifestation and then I dabbled more with like different kinds of crystals and visualizations. And it was that at that point when I was like, holy shit, like there's something greater to this whole entire concept of life than we're acknowledging. I don't know what the point of life is like that. I I don't, that I still don't have the answer to because for me, like that doesn't make sense. I mean, I understand we're like, we're all one. People don't understand that, but we're all one. Like my energy. And like you said too, at the beginning, which is really sweet. It's like your energy is contagious. And literally it is like you either have that choice to be that light and that upbeat, or you have that choice to be someone who's like always in like despair and like really angry and depressed and really low vibe all the time. But it is contagious and whether you're whatever you're consistently putting out you're affecting other people but now you can see we're affecting the the world like we're affecting ecosystems like we're affecting mother nature like everything is energy you guys and when you understand that you start to take more control you start to be like okay wow like me my shit affects other people so it's like how can i contribute to society in a better way you know how can i be less reactive how can i be more proactive how can i just be light in this world where when there's so much dark. And I remember that, yeah. Oh my god. I remember that day on the couch. I was like, man, that was an intense freaking eight days. That was an intense and yeah, so many epiphanies after that. And but it made me really go down the path that I need to go down to really understand what I'm in control of. And then to also to like go into like inner child work and all that kind of shadow working, facing your own demons and some psychedelics and stuff. And it was cool.
0: That's awesome. So the main takeaway there is we should all be doing a melon fast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you want to know who God is, y'all, do an eight-day melon fast.
0: Want uh... spiritual clarity? (laughs) (laughs) Want.
1: You know what? I that's my that's my issue, guys. I'm like one extreme to the next. I went from freaking like eating meat three times a day with like I ate relatively healthy before, but like eating meat three times a day with like rice and vegetables to like like straight raw vegan, and then an eight day melon fasting. Like you fuck <laughs> the body up. Don't do it. Ease into it. <laughs> Disclaimer. But yeah, if you want to meet God, yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, So it's so interesting. I'm always so curious about people's relationship with spirituality because for me, it's been quite the up and down path with that. I've had a very on and off relationship with spirituality. It's kind of like all or nothing. Now I'm in a very grounded, comfortable place with how I feel. So for you, I'm curious. You mentioned um crystals, manifestations, some of the stuff that's considered like woo-woo. And I know that a lot of people will, you know, because I'm speaking to my old self, right? Like I would have gotten lost as soon as we started talking spirituality. I'm like, okay, like let's all right, this was interesting until that you know, like <laughs> and so I just want to provide a little bit of context for people that that's uncomfortable or they aren't quite in a place where that makes sense to them have you always been open to that kind of stuff what's what's like your your past relationship with spirituality
1: oh totally against it i grew up catholic and i was so i was so against it i was like i was like i was like what like god and like all this stuff like come on you can't even see god this is bullshit <laughs> And I, like, I grew up Catholic, I was in Catholic schools, and I was like the kid in high school who like skipped all like the, the church stuff and like re- skipped to like religion class and all that stuff. So it kind of introduced me into spirituality rather than religion. Because for me, I remember in religion class too, like all the things that were considered sins and I was like, well, I'm fucking going to hell. I was like, I'm not here, you know? And then that, that's what really shut me off. From religion i was like i don't want to be deemed a bad person when i'm just out here trying to explore and live my life so that's what really shut the door on religion for me mm-hmm. too
0: mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but then when i started working at a health food store in 2014 that's when i got like introduced to like the angel cards and like energy work and things like that because the ladies that i worked with but before i was like uh this is super like this is weird you guys like fairies and angels um but then I remember one day they, uh, one of the ladies brought in her own Oracle deck and then she's like, do you want a card reading? And I was like, mm. I was like, ah, uh, no. <laughs> so like, I totally understand that. Same with my mom was the same way too until I introduced her to it. And then she gave me the girl at work, gave me a card reading and it was hella accurate. And I was like, this is creepy. <laughs> Get out my life. What do you know? Like, are you hiding things in my house? And then that kind of sparked something for me. Like that kind of I like, was well, like, whoa, okay, this was really accurate. Let me do some more with it. And then we started to bring in card works more often at work and we would do card readings. And then she introduced me to pendulums and she introduced me to crystals. So it was like that inner spark was like, wow, this really aligns with me. Although I didn't use the word align at that time. I didn't understand alignment and all that stuff at that time, but that's what interested me. And then I started to dabble more into it and then I realized like, wow, this stuff like really does interest me. And it's like, it's nice to, to have these sort of things to rely on. And it was almost like, I, I felt not alone. Like I started to feel like there was something else out there that was providing some sense of guidance. And then I, then I became, then I just fell in love. And like, I mean, I, it's funny too. Cause like I even have a crystal in my pocket right now, <laughs> you know, like I have it. on sales calls with me and whatever meaning you give to it, you know, like it's totally up to you. Like everything in life is neutral. you guys. absolutely everything and it's completely up to you on what meaning you give it so I mean I give it the meaning of importance to me because it makes me feel good and provides me with guidance when I feel like I'm stuck so that for me is an outlet instead of like going to go talk to someone else about it I'll go pull out my oracle deck and see like hey what direction do I need to go right because everything's all energy so that for me it's just keeping an open mind because you never know what you're going to fall in love with or what resonates with you. And if it really doesn't resonate with you, guess what? You don't have to continue on with it. That's your own power. That's your own choice. But yeah, if you do have the chance to dabble into it, it's cool stuff, guys. Like when you, spirituality to me is really coming back home to my own power and realizing that, you know, as much as we believe in source, that I myself am source. And I know that sounds super woo woo, but at the end of the day, right? Like we're our own co-creators in this experience our own thoughts, our own actions, our own beliefs. And that really does dictate what kind of life you have on how you show up and what you receive. So that's what spirituality is for me. And I I'm too, like I feel like you go through a lot of ups and downs with that relationship because you're all ups and gung ho when everything in your life's going great.
0: Uh-huh. Then when
1: you start to hit the dumps, you're like, what the heck? Where's God? Like this isn't real. Like the universe, like, isn't there for me, but it's learning to have faith It's also learning to have faith, not only in source, but learning to have faith in yourself. That was a huge journey for me too. And understanding like, okay, I am a part of this creation. And as much as I believe in the universe, I'm the one in physical form that has to go out and take action.
0: So good. So good. The one thing that really stuck out to me when you kind of like letting it in was being open and you kind of closed there with saying, how important it is to be open-minded mm-hmm. and that's something that I completely believe and something that I was always was not always right like going back to what you're saying I was raised in a similar way I had my ups and downs within organized religion but there's this this sense of like being right and come and, and figuring out what is and what isn't that's so detrimental
1: mm-hmm
0: both to ourselves and to everyone around us, because then we cast that judgment on other people's experiences as well. So I love then what you said, you kind of boil it down to just understanding and figuring out what works for you Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, that's what matters. And if it can make you show up as a better version of yourself, and if it allows you to feel more alive and you feel comforted by it and you feel guided by it, and that energy then ripples outwards to everybody else around you, mm-hmm. then who the hell cares like what you're doing, as long as it's not like self-harm or you know, harming others, like that type of thing. That aside, it just doesn't matter. So mm-hmm. I think. The the what at least I'm taking away from what you're saying is don't lose the forest for the trees type of thing. Like it doesn't matter as much what you're into and what holds significance for you,
1: mm-hmm. as
0: long as everything from from kind of like a zoomed out holistic standpoint is is all gravy. As long as that's all good and you're giving out more and being a kind of like a, a better version of yourself, then then who cares. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. And also too, like, if it makes you a better person and it allows you to fill up your cup, then go for it. You know, like for the longest time I had to learn in my own journey. Like when I came to all these discoveries of spirituality, I had to learn to take a step back. Don't push your views on other people. That's a huge thing, you guys. Like for me, like in my own practice too, I'm not super like woo-woo. I mean a super woo-woo behind the scenes, but I'm not super woo-woo in my business you know, like I'm not here to force anything on anyone, but if you want it, pick up on it, like everyone. And that's the thing I've learned. Everyone out here has their own opinions and has their own way of doing things. And for you to try to confide, like, um, to meld into everyone else's, you're going to be stuck all the time. You're going to constantly feel stuck and overwhelmed being like, well, I should be doing what she's doing. Or I should be doing what he's doing. or like, Oh my God, but he's doing this. I should do that. It's like, tune into your own heart center. Figure out what you like, what feels good to you. Because when you tune into that space, that's when you start to radiate really good energy. So like, yeah, like at the end of the day, like, I mean, my brother isn't into like, he lives in the household with me and my mom. He isn't into this stuff, but like, I still rock it. I still talk about it you know, because it makes me feel good. And if you don't want to be a part of the conversation, great, you don't have to be. I'm not forcing you to stick around. I'm also not forcing you to wear crystals or beads or like, you know, do an oracle reading with me. I'm not forcing anything. But I'm still standing strong in my own power and in my own likes and being like, you know what, this is something that lights me up. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to have it on myself. I'm going to have it be a part of me because I love it. And go from there because you feel so empowered. When you're like doing things like you guys, like I cannot emphasize enough, like when you're out here, literally like just do you boo, like literally just do you don't cause any harm to anyone else. Don't cause any harm to other people. Don't force your views on other people. Talk about them openly, talk about them with compassion and without expectation of other people, you know, latching onto them. But like, seriously, when you start to just do things that light you up and make you feel good. That's when you're met with flow rather than resistance. That's when you're just like, oh, okay, I get to be me because I can't and I don't have to be like someone else.
0: I think that's a perfect segue. I wanted to talk a little bit about inner work with you because I think for a lot of people, what you just said is so powerful and it's something that, you know, you're essentially just, you know, a nice tagline for my podcast here, right? Like that's, that's truly what it's about is, is doing that and it's it's self-empowerment like that's the goal at the end of the day for a lot of people they're going to really struggle with how to do that and i know based on my own experience with inner work and therapy and mentorships and all those things and i know that you can share this too and so i want you to give a little bit of detail about your own experience around this but like That is kind of the critical piece then in terms of showing up as yourself, because until you start to do those things, you can try, like you're going to try, try and try. You're going to keep hitting your head against the wall, trying to be different, like (laughs) being different, but being more of yourself, but like different than you are currently showing up more authentically, you know, all these things like we're telling you to do that can feel really frustrating when you're like, I'm trying, but like, I just can't, or just don't know how. The inner work is, and I think you'll agree, you can, you know, if if you don't let me know, but that's kind of the key. That's the missing piece, the missing link in order to be able to do that. So share your thoughts and experiences with the inner work.
1: Right on the money, right on the money, man. Because so the thing is, you guys is when you take a look at the human, you are 95% subconscious, 5% conscious. So it's like the stories that actually run your life or everything that exists within your subconscious mind, but you consciously, like from day to day, you don't access that unless you give it the space to be accessed. And the only way to actually access your subconscious mind is when you're, when you let it out, when you explore it. Right. And that's so powerful in doing the inner work and doing the journaling and doing the breath work, because that allows you to access those stories that are running behind the scenes. You'd be surprised, man. Like I did the other day, I did a journaling session for myself personally around resistance that I was feeling. And what came up for me was the fact that I've been holding on to this story because I have this fear of being fully seen. Because when I'm being fully seen, then I feel as though other people are going to have expectations of of me. And I feel as though I'm going to disappoint them by not meeting them. And for me, I was like, holy crap, like I didn't realize this was something that I was feeling because I'm not consciously being like, well, I want to, I don't want to disappoint people. Like these aren't thoughts that I have, you know. I'm like, oh, like I don't want to be seen. Like, I don't want to disappoint people. And so when I gave myself that space to explore it, it really, you know, shone, shined, shining <laughs> light. I don't know. I'm not an English major. <laughs> this really did some light on my dark, right? And now that I'm aware of this story. This is the thing, you guys. This is the, the second key part to inner work. It's like one clarity, one clarity, and then number two is action. Action is so freaking important because for the longest time in my healing journey, I was like, oh my god, yeah, what a great realization. Did nothing about it. Did nothing about it. So you sit here and you're like, why am I still anxious and feel super like uncon like unconfident and have all these fears? Well, it's like, okay, you gotta do something about it. So now that I know I feel like have this underlying fear of being seen, it's like, well, how can I challenge myself to prove that this isn't actually a fear I have? So I'm like, well, I'm a host, like, like tomorrow, tonight I'm hosting a virtual dance party. I'm like, whoever shows up gets to show up. I'm going to start doing lives more often, right? Like show up more in my stories, like get out there in my community to, to prove to myself that this really isn't, you know, and rewrite my story because otherwise you guys, without doing the inner work, You don't you don't understand the stories and you aren't able to actually navigate your way through them. And then you'll consistently be running these things in the background that control your life. And you continuously play small, you continuously not go after what you want to go after, and then you're continuously living this life that you don't want to live because it's not the way that you want it to, but you're not doing anything about it because you don't know what's stopping it. So it's this giant, this giant loop. And I wanna say one more thing too, is that we have so much fear around exploring our own inner worlds. But I want you guys to know that your own thoughts, your own feelings, and your own body are a safe space to be. They're the safest space that you can be. And the moment that you can, you know, have that perspective shift and be like, okay, like, it's really safe for me to be here. My body is, has all the wisdom that I need to heal. Let me tune in. Then that changes things because We get so afraid of like, I don't want to feel like anxiety. I don't want to feel depression. I don't want to feel fear. And it's like those emotions just want to be felt with the same amount of love that you give your joy, with the same amount of love you give your happiness. And the moment we can actually feel that heaviness, you guys, is the moment we're actually able to release it and to transcend it into something more beautiful. But it's just all a matter of tuning inwards.
0: Crazy how that works, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Like
0: it it's like me. Yeah. It's just something so simple, but I love that you ended with that because it is so true. Understanding that we kind of have to give ourselves permission to feel all these things and that it's okay. And that we are safe in our own bodies, especially for those of us who have past traumas and even things that you wouldn't necessarily consider trauma. Like, we don't really have time to dig into to the T word today. People are like, oh, I didn't have trauma. But especially if you did have trauma, the importance of acknowledging that and how that has affected you and your ability to feel safe. But even if you didn't, there's still a lot in your past that has affected your ability to feel safe. So you need to become that safe space first and allow yourself to feel that. So that's really important because if you continue to look for that externally, It's only going to provide you so much. Mm -hmm. Yasmin, with that, what are like the first one to two things you would tell somebody to do? Like, okay, this sounds amazing. Yes, I want to do some inner work. What's like the first one or two steps that you would give them?
1: I say create a safe space in your own home. Like set the mood, like something that's really comfortable. Your environment really also helps to dictate how you feel internally as well too. So like for myself, like cleaning up my room, lighting a candle, having some dim lights on, maybe playing some like slow, like lo-fi beats in the background and then just tuning into my heart space and being like, okay, like what is it that I, like what is it body that you need to feel right now? What is it that you are actually feeling? Like what's actually going on? So I think what's really key guys is giving yourself the space to actually feel. Because the thing is, is we suppress, 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 suppress. So we need to start to feel our emotions. Otherwise, the universe will find a way to stop you in your tracks, and you're stuck feeling everything all at once. <laughs> and then you low key think you're going crazy. So we want <laughs> to give yourself the space to feel. And that is the number one thing. And the number two, I would say, get yourself a journal. Get yourself a journal so you can start to write out these thoughts. Because the thing is, is with everything that goes on, we try to mentally. Um, figure things out but it's really hard to mentally figure things out so one other way to actually release it too is by physically getting it out so whether that being directly you know writing it out in a journal doing specific journaling prompts just doing it like they call it the artist's way where you just literally write no judgment to your thoughts you guys this is really key here no judgment just allow yourself to feel and think what it is that's coming up let it out or if you don't want to write it out sometimes too i'm just hella lazy i'll voice note it So at least I'm actually getting it out and off my chest. And when I voice note it or when I journal it, I just feel like someone's listening. So giving yourself those two things is start to feel and start to explore because that's what you need to do. That's where you need to start is with yourself in your own safe space, with your own emotions and your own thoughts. I mean, you can go to other people, you know, you can go do Reiki, you can go do acupuncture and all that stuff, but it's still not going to give you the answers you need because you need to, you're the only one, with the key to inside yourself. And you're the one that has to go in and access that space. So just don't go too, too crazy, too deep. Like don't look into like shadow work and that kind of stuff. Just start with you and yourself and your own thoughts and feelings in this moment, get comfortable with it, be in a safe space and navigate your way through that way. And if you find it's too intense, then, hey, call a friend to let them know what's going on. Reach out for support. Because especially when you're in the beginning stages of this, you guys, I'm not going to lie. It can be scary. It can be scary what comes up. Uh, I mean, I've been in this journey now for, you know, almost three years. So I understand when the scaries come up, I know how to navigate my way through. But don't hesitate to reach out for support. People understand more than we give them credit for. And people are there for us more than we think that they're there for us. But yeah, feel it out and explore it because that's essentially just where you need to begin.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Thank you for those. I'm such a fan of stream of consciousness journaling, which is, yeah, kind of the, the artist's way. Mm-hmm. It's incredible, especially for anybody who deals with, you kind of describe yourself as like being in your own head too much or feeling like you have so much going on being overwhelmed stressed anxious if you fit those things you absolutely should try a stream of consciousness journaling practice it feels so so good to get those things out of your head and like you said jasmine there's something to physically getting it out it may sound kind of crazy but this, I mean, this is not woo woo. This is like straight up. This is, there's been studies done on that. Like actually writing things out, saying things, it makes a change. It makes a shift and really releasing that. And, and like you were saying too, truly feeling your emotions
1: mm-hmm.
0: is so, so important in order to process them and not have them kind of get quote unquote stuck in your body somehow. And so thank you for that. Those are awesome tips. So you guys that are out there like wanting to start some inner work, that's amazing. I'm also a huge proponent of therapy, finding somebody that you work really well with. Like any service profession, there's going to be a wide, wide range of people. But if you can find somebody that you gel with, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that person could be life-changing for you. I've had my own great experiences with that. And so I would throw that in there as well as kind of like once you've started doing your own stuff, eventually thinking about that too. Jasmine, before we wrap up, I want to touch on, we've kind of gone, kind of the big pillars here I feel like with you were the little bit of spirituality, you got the inner work and then also wanted to get to just the physical side of things, the, the experiences you've had with that. Because I think for a lot of people, that's going to be something that really resonates with them because it's the easiest to see, right? We're, we're very aware when we have digestion issues or we feel like shit. If we sleep for 10 to 12 hours and we still, you know, have no energy. So why don't we talk a little bit about that? Like how feeling all those things give us a little bit more detail about the symptoms and when you started to really like pay attention to those and how you went about starting to get help for that
1: mm-hmm. so like I remember when they really started to get bad I mean I struggled on and off with acid reflex prior um and then I was like on meds for it and then I got off meds because everything was like managed but I remember like all of a sudden I was at work and then it, it started with acid is where it started again so I would start to get like acid reflex like it started like you know two three times a day and I was like oh man like this is just this is like too much. And then, and then it came to a point, I remember I was having it 15, 20 times a day, just like all the time. Like I was just having consistent acid reflex and like, oh man. So I worked at a health food store at the time. So when I was in my health food store phase, I like, I'm like, I'm like screw doctors. Like I don't, I don't believe in Western medicine. I'm going to heal this holistically. Right. So, I mean, I was trying all the different things at the store. Um, but the thing is you guys, have learned you're constantly thinking about it it happens what what you focus on grows right and then it came to a point where like that was so bad but then but then i also struggled too with um just overeating which i didn't realize like overeating and stress were things you know and it just came to a point eventually too where like my intestines just felt like they were burning and i was bloated all the time and like i still struggle with that now but like now i understand it's cuz i'm on the repair side of things right like things aren't going to heal overnight And I know like I'm more mindful now of what I'm eating, like how much I'm eating. But yeah, I remember in that stage, like it was so bad. Like I remember the amount of nights, like I was like crying and I was like, man, like I remember point two, I was like, if this is what my life's going to continue on being, I was like, I don't want it. I don't want it anymore. Like my hair was falling out. My digestion was like so bad. And I remember too, like breaking out in cystic acne was so hard. Like so many different things all at one time. But it was just a constant, it created so much anxiety around eating. Like I didn't want to eat, you know, because, and then I had such a horrible view around food. I was like, I didn't want to eat. Like I felt like shit all the time. Like I I was scared to eat. And then finally, January, 2019, I came across um, a detox, like a detox specialist on Instagram, detox coach, and went in a coaching program with her and started to, she did iridology for me. So that's like, that was like the huge turning point. I was like, I've tried so many different things holistically. I was like, you know what? But also too, I was like, no, now I know it's stress. But when I was in that point, I was like, I'm not stressed. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm not anxious. I'm not depressed. Like it was so many of these things where I was like, no, no, no. But it came to a point where I was like, okay, Jasmine, like you literally, everyone around me was like, are you eating? And I was like, Yeah. And I didn't see it right like I didn't see what other people were seeing but like I was I was I was about 50 pounds lighter then. but it was like an anorexic for me and my body type like I was so thin my hair is so my god like my hair used to be long and blonde and all the way down here and I had to cut it up to here because like so much of it fell out and it came to a point was like I gotta get help something's going on here in my body and I found this detox specialist that's when like I really was like I need I need help. You know, I really need to do something for myself. And that was the first roundabout of help that I got for my health issues. And then later on in May, so that did help. So the detox specialist did help a little bit, it did help me get over a little bit of food anxiety because at that time I was still strictly just raw vegan. And it did help me. Get over some fear of food and incorporating more like cooked foods, being okay eating cooked foods. I, you guys, I literally, I'm kidding you not. Fruits and vegetables is all I ate. I didn't eat anything else. Everything was raw, just fruits, just vegetables, because I had such a fear of gluten, I had such a fear of sugar, I had such a fear of soy, I had such a fear of meat. Right, like it was so much fear going around. And then she's one. I remember panicking about eating a baked potato. That's how bad my food anxiety was. I was like, I can't eat, I can't eat cooked foods. But also too, I want to emphasize what you read. Like what you read and you digest that way also affects you so much, right? Like, I was reading all these raw vegan things, and like, they're telling me, cook food, like, it's so bad for you. And I was like, I gotta stay on this raw vegan train. But also, I was following a diet not right for my body as well. But so much anxiety around food and having that detox specialist really helped me understand what was going wrong in my body. <laughs> that was my dog. Good job, Luna. Good job, Luna. Um, she, she was the first person who made me feel like I wasn't crazy because I was, I got, I also too, I got blood work and stuff done prior and everything always came back normal. Like everything always came back normally, but something's going on. Like something is so wrong in this space. And she was the first person to tell me like, Hey, you know what? Like you do have a weak liver. Like you've got some, a lot of adrenal fatigue going on. And she was the first person to be like, you're stressed. And I was like, No. And that was like a pivotal moment for me of being like, okay, that's when I understood I have adrenal fatigue. Like, you know, my liver isn't very strong. Like I got some issues in my um, digestive tract. Like, you know, I have a slow bowel, like I'm not absorbing food properly. And it was the first time I got clarity around like what was actually going on in my body. And then fast forward, I went to see like I got stress biofeedback done in May of last year. Yeah. Just before I had to quit everything. I got stress biofeedback done. I got some colon hydrotherapy done um, to help alleviate, get things moving. But still at this time, I, I, no one told me how to manage my stress levels. Like no one told me how to do the inner work to calm myself. So I was doing all these things externally and they helped a little bit for a little while, but because I would constantly think about all these issues and still be worried about having them, they would, I would be fine for a little bit and then everything would get a lot worse. And then I figured out in November of last year, I went and had live blood cell analysis done. And she's the one who told me like, yo, like you have low vitamin C, you have low B12, like you have some heavy metals, like you've got some candida going on. You do have a sluggish bowel and yeah, your adrenals are really shot. And that's when I was like, whoa, okay, this is the most clarity I've ever had in my whole entire life. And then that was the moment when I really started to really hone down on doing a lot more inner work. On being a lot more mindful of um, what I'm putting into my body, of just trying to take care of myself. And understanding too, at that point, I was like, I'm not crazy. Like, so much relief came out of that. Where, I mean, I created so, like, I'm gonna emphasize, I created these issues. I did. And I will take full acceptance for that because I was constantly stressing 24 7 about what was going on in my body. And I was constantly focusing on it. And also, too, harboring all this you know, anxiety and stress and sadness for so long, it taxes your organs, you guys, like it really does emotionally tax your inner body. So that was the first time for me to when I went and got the live blood cell analysis done for her to be like, yeah, you're not crazy. This is what's going on inside your body. And that's when like it kind of catapulted things way more for me to just really start taking care of myself, me starting to be more proactive. And then the meditation retreat, was a huge one for me too to get over even more food anxiety. So for me, where I'm at now, I'm in a really good space. Mentally, physically, I still struggle. But like mentally, my mindset's so game like, I don't have any more anxiety, I don't have any more depression. All I struggle with now at this time is digestive issues. um, And I'm getting over my food anxiety. It's very, very little now. Before I used to freak out. Like I used to honestly like freak out and go into a panic. Like I would have to like do so many deep breaths to just calm myself down before I'd eat because I would literally go into straight panic before eating. And now I'm like, you know what? Like I practice gratitude before I eat. You know, I eat slower, I eat less. But it's just understanding too, I have to keep reminding myself like healing doesn't happen overnight. Healing doesn't happen overnight. Because I want them to go away. Having digestive issues sucks. Honestly it does because you feel so sluggish and heavy in your own body. So for anyone out there if you can prevent these things do it take the time to slow down take the time to do the inner work take the time to just take care of yourself because honestly it is our responsibility and you can avoid so many different things by just emotionally releasing things by actually slowing down being mindful of what you're eating and it's and it's tough too it's just not always thinking about your issues like don't always focus on things that are going wrong. Like the more we focus on being tired, the more we focus on just feeling sluggish, the more we focus on these digestive issues and or constantly thinking about our health issues, the more we bring more of them into our life. And it didn't really hit home for me until January of this year when I was like, shit, like it's me. It's not anything else. It's me, but also don't take these symptoms lightly. You guys, like if you're starting to experience things, Don't freak out, but come to an empowered place and be like, okay, what can I do in this moment moving forward to help heal myself? Am I overthinking all the time about it? Am I eating the wrong foods? Am I sleeping enough? When it comes to taking care of yourself, like I'm so strongly rooted in holistically taking care of yourself on a mind, body, and soul level. And start to do that. Really start to take care of yourself on those levels because otherwise you reach a burnout, you guys, and you have symptoms like this. And These are things that I just wouldn't wish on anyone. So it's like, take the time to just take care of yourself because prevention honestly is better than a cure, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think that's awesome advice there at the end because really it is so hard in the moment, right? Like both you and I have been there. So we're always trying to help others be proactive because once you get to that point, Everything has to stop. Everything, like you said, you had to take stress leave. You had to change so many things. So, really taking that, like you said, take the symptoms seriously. And symptoms is, I'm using that as a very broad term for anything physical, anything mental, anything emotional. Just really pay attention to those things and don't take them lightly. Mm -hmm. My story is very similar where, you know, you just push those down or push them away for for literally years. It's like, yeah, no wonder that you run into a wall and fall on your face and everything is a, you know, it's a disaster all of a sudden. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing the journey for you with those things. I think one of the other interesting parts about what you were talking about is just the fear, like the very real fear and anxiety you had about eating a baked potato. You know, something as simple as like that, as that that's one of those things where a lot of people will be like, Oh really? That's like ridiculous. Like please. And then there's a whole nother group of people that would be like, Oh my God. Like I so feel that I so get that. Like, I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. And it just comes back to, we all have our own experiences. We all have things that we struggle with, but at the end of the day, you have to acknowledge that and acknowledge that that isn't healthy and mm-hmm. then be able to take the next step and say, okay. What can I do about this? Mm-hmm. I just think that that's so important, and really, like you said, just taking things seriously and and making sure you are doing what it takes then to to get help and get to the next step.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, taking it seriously, guys, but not from a state of panic.
0: Seriously,
1: right. from a calm, from a calm place, right? Because we can't. As soon as we start, you know, either I call it past dwelling or future tripping. You're not in a present moment and you can't make clear minded decisions. So it's like, take it seriously, but from like, take a deep breath. What can I do moving forward? What can I do from this point on to allow myself to feel how I wanna feel? Because I used to freak out trying, you know, so many different things too, being like, I gotta try this, I gotta try that. Oh my God, all these different things. I, man, at one time I was on like 10, 15 different supplements. Like, you don't need 10, 15 different supplements, you need sleep. You need you need to you know you need to just calm calm down, but take it seriously, but with a grain of salt. Love it. Be calm. Be yep. calm. Yep.
0: <laughs> oh, how fitting for the time that we're recording this podcast in the midst of coronavirus epidemic pa- pandemic. My bad. Um, mm-hmm. but I I want so I've got like a little segment here to kind of wrap things up that I like to call the visionary hat trick. I truly believe that we're all visionaries in our own way, and part of really embracing yourself, who you are, and stepping into your power is becoming the visionary that you're meant to be. So, if you're game, <laughs> we've got three questions. You should know all about hat tricks, being a Canadian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's a hockey term, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I don't
0: want hockey. Oh, Okay. <laughs> well so just like quick hitter answers 30 to 60 second answers three questions here if you like nothing comes up for you that's fine too but the first one is share one belief that you have that sounds wild or you worry about being judged for
1: oh a belief that i have um i always like my mantra right now is like money comes to me in both expected and unexpected ways yeah yeah That's my mantra that I say all the time.
0: Love it. When you realize your vision, not if, what does that look like? What impact does that have on the world?
1: Oh my goodness. Okay, 30 seconds. So I envision myself like large scale wise, like speaking on stages. Vision wise, like I would love to be a motivational speaker, have a book, write a book, host workshops, host retreats. That's myself on a grand scale. It's just really creating a large community around people taking care of themselves self-empowerment and just being mindful of their own emotions and thoughts just to get give them their power back you know
0: all right we're kind of zooming out here really grand scale what is your hope for humanity oh
1: (laughs) so many things Um, I think just if I can sum this up into one thing, my hope for humanity is for people to understand that they are a safe space and for them to understand how much more power they have over their lives than the system gives them credit for. The moment you realize that you are a co-creator is the moment your whole entire life changes and to just take responsibility.
0: That's powerful right there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I love it. All right. Well, now that we answered those before we sign off, is there anything else that we didn't quite hit on or something you really wanted to share with people or just kind of a a message past what you just shared that you really want to get out there to people?
1: I think just an emphasis for anyone out there, you know, listening and kind of putting their life on the back burner. Just know that ready's a lie ready really is a lie. If you are sitting there, you know, having these dreams or these desires to go after in life, take the leap. And you know, both I and Ben can speak from that experience, because not once was I ever ready to have an online coaching business or be an entrepreneur. And it's still something I'm figuring out. I don't know all the ins and ends of but the moment I accepted to just take the leap even when you're not ready. That's when magic happens. So it's like, take the leap. Don't wait to feel ready because you will be 80 years old, you know, waiting to feel ready. And even at that moment, I think not even at death, will you feel ready, you'll just feel regret. So take the leap. You either win or you learn. You do not lose. You guys, life is all about a learning journey, but just experience, get out there, try new things.
0: Oh, so good. I mean, we didn't really even have to talk an hour. Like we could have just had you, you know, say that two minute thing. And that was amazing.
1: (laughs) That's, that's really like, the, like the gist of it all that I've learned, like the amount yep. of time I have to go, like, even though you're paralyzed by fear, guys, like fear very much is real. But fear is also false evidence appearing real. You know, like the feeling that you get behind it's real, but the truth behind it isn't. Right? It's like these fears that we make up are they're lies. Like, like you, it's fine. You can fall on your face. Tap into that childlike wonder of just like, I don't give a heck what Billy thinks. Like, I'm going to go here and try <laughs> to rope or whatever. Right? Yep. Uh, I mean, man, I could go on forever, but just jump, jump, you guys. Just freaking jump.
0: So good. So good. All right. Where can the people find you?
1: You can find me on Instagram at jasmine.push. You can find me on Facebook as well. I just find it easier to navigate through content on Instagram.
0: Awesome. Well, I will put that in the show notes below. Thank you so, so much for coming on and sharing more about your journey. Uh, such a good time. I feel like we could have hours of conversation, but thank you for everything. I'm, I'm sure people have more than enough to, to walk away with and consider. So thank you.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, yo, thanks so much for listening. I truly hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just a reminder that all the relevant links can be found in the show notes below as well as that of our free facebook community where all the cool kids are at just being ourselves sharing our gifts and supporting the hell out of one another so come on in introduce yourself and join the party see you in there